0: Hello everyone, my name is Michael Bowman and welcome to the Christ Church Podcast. Episode by sharing with you kind of the route that our podcast is taking for the foreseeable future. And by foreseeable, I really do mean for as far ahead as I can see down the podcasty road that we are on together. We are going to talk about following Jesus in his way. Following Jesus in his way. Which I might add is a really great conversation for those who say that they follow Jesus. <laughs> this is a really good conversation for us to have. Uh, we have kind of done this in, in the podcast the whole time or along the way, but it really is the focus now. And before we get into some of the ways in which we follow Jesus, some of the, some, well, you know, traditionally speaking, some of the disciplines that we can apply, we can also use the term some of the practices of following Jesus. Um, before we get into all of that, I want to lay out what I and others, for that matter, but since I'm the voice that you are listening to, I'll speak for myself. Um, <laughs> I want to lay out part of what I think it means to be a disciple of Jesus, and really a point that I should make now. Uh, is that instead of the word disciple, I really like the word apprentice. Nothing against disciple. Disciple's a great word. Yes, it's in the Bible. I know, I know, I know. But you should know that I'm going to be more than likely using the word apprentice more than the word disciple. And of course, I essentially mean the same thing. Okay, okay, just wanted to get that out of the way. But what does it mean to be an apprentice of Jesus? Well, uh, it means a few things. And to start with, I, I want to give a warning before I say what it means. And apparently, you know, thinking about it, apparently I like giving warnings on here. Um, but if you, here's the warning. If you want to be an apprentice of Jesus, you should know that it will that it must, that it should, or that it just could, completely change the way in which you live your life. And I'm going to go back to that word. It probably should completely change the way you live your life. It will mean becoming who you are. Like who you really are. Being, being an apprentice of Jesus is not a matter of asking ourselves throughout our days, what would Jesus do? Though, hey, I like the bracelets too. You know, I, I thought that was cool. But it's not a matter of asking ourselves throughout our days, what would Jesus do? Instead, it requires a, a deeper question, a different question. The question really that we should be asking ourselves is, what would Jesus do if Jesus were me? To say it another way, how would Jesus live my life If Jesus were me, with my gender, living in my century, living in my place and time with my family and my friends and my job, how would Jesus live my life if Jesus were me? And see, this will mean giving up your way of living. Being an apprentice of Jesus means that you are giving up your way of living and taking on the way of Jesus instead. Jesus then must become our Rabbi our teacher Of course Lord and Savior yes but he must become our rabbi and we must truly become his apprentice The gospel authors give us brief pictures into how the the 12 the 12 disciples start following Jesus In Matthew's gospel, we get glimpses into these moments where Jesus simply comes alongside, whether it be Simon Peter, Andrew, James, John, Levi, a.k.a. Matthew, and and invites them to, quote, follow him. John's gospel is a little more detailed in his account of how this happened. But again, we see Jesus offering the same invitation, follow me. Now, if you've been in church at all, those two words I mean, have to sound familiar to you. Follow me. Uh, But let's get our minds around this. In, In the Jewish tradition, which is, by the way, the same tradition that Jesus was a part of, there were such things as rabbis who were teachers, specifically teachers of their way of following the Torah. The Torah. This is their way of living. This is their way of living this stuff out. And rabbis had, in the Hebrew, we call them Talmudim. You can say that out loud if you want, Talmudim, which is plural in Hebrew for a rabbi's student. It also can be translated disciple or maybe even more literally apprentice. A Talmud is the singular Talmud, one disciple, one student, one apprentice. Talmudim would be multiple. That makes sense. Now you know some Hebrew. And these Talmudim would drop everything to literally follow a rabbi who has invited them to do so. And I say literally because I mean, well, let's let's put it this way. There's an old Jewish saying from the Mishnah, the Mishnah, which is a collection of um, uh, let's see, Jewish oral traditions within the rabbinic tradition literature, rabbi's literature, rabbinic literature, it's all these oral traditions kind of put in this one place known as the Mishnah. And within the Mishnah, there's this Jewish saying, an old Jewish saying that goes like this. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. It's not just a saying, it's it's really a, a blessing. May you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. And here's Here's where I want to bring back up this whole follow me thing that Jesus does. And hopefully, this is all coming together for you. See, a rabbi would come to someone who they decided had what it took and invite them to follow them. They would use those words follow me. I'm not going to get into the Hebrew words there, but stay with me. This was when I say literally, what they meant by that was literally to follow them when I when I use that term, I mean it, it doesn't just mean, hey, um, a rabbi comes up to this person that he wants to be their student. And then the student says, Yeah, I'll meet you for coffee every couple weeks. And we'll call that discipleship. That's really good. But when I say they literally followed their rabbi, like I mean they literally followed their rabbi everywhere. If the disciple or if the disciple was following a rabbi and the rabbi went to the market, the disciple went with them. If the rabbi had to use the restroom and there's actually some funny, I say funny, but there's some literature to support this, the disciple went to the restroom with them. If the rabbi bent down on the side of the road and grabbed a you know, a piece of uh, grass and stuck it in its mouth, his mouth, then the disciple bent down on the side of the road and picked up some grass and put it in their mouth. Are Are you understanding what I mean? When the rabbi says, follow me, the disciple did. A rabbi would come to someone who they saw had what it took to be their disciple, their student, their apprentice, and would invite them by saying, follow me. And if you did, which you would... You would become their Talmud, their disciple, their apprentice. You would give up your entire life to follow this rabbi everywhere they went. Hence the old Jewish saying from the Mishnah, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. The idea here is that you wanted to be so like your rabbi that you would follow each and every step that they took so closely that the dust kicked up from the rabbi's steps would end up covering the Talmudim's clothing. If your rabbi went left, you went left. If your rabbi went right, you went right. This is what it meant to be a disciple, to be an apprentice. Why? Why would you do this? If a rabbi came up to you today and said, follow me, would you? (laughs) Why would you? Well, because this invitation was showing that someone else, someone who had great authority, great respect, a rabbi believed that you could become like them. This is what's going on when Jesus calls his disciples. This is the reason why they dropped their nets, they left their families, they stopped what they were doing and immediately followed him. It's not that there was something mysterious about Jesus or super intriguing. Remember scripture tells us like, he's not on the cover of any GQ magazines. He's not gaining anyone's attention. This is a poor man from a nobody town. That's not what it was. It's not that they looked up and Jesus was this like alluring figure, nope. It's because he was a rabbi, and he was choosing you. That is, in inviting you to follow him, he is saying that you are the best of the best, the cream of the crop, <laughs> that you are, uh, you know, Ivy League status, that you are a first-round pick, to use a sports metaphor. Let me just stop. I think you get it. He is saying that he sees something in you, that you have what it takes that you can become like him. In John 15, 16, we hear Jesus reminding his disciples of this very thing when he says to them, you did not choose me. I chose you. And this, I know, has been used for like arguments and predestination and reformed um, theology. And I can see how they got there, but it's really not what this is about. That's not what Jesus is communicating at all. In short, what Jesus is communicating by reminding his disciples that, hey, you didn't choose me. I chose you. He's reminding them, hey, well, actually just hear it this way. I chose you. Why? Because I believe in you. I believe that you can become like me. You can be like me. I came along and said to you, follow me. You did not come to me at all. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Okay. I think we're making sense of this. In fact, Jesus goes a little bit further. One chapter before John 15, in John 14, when he tells them what he sees in his students or his disciples, his apprentices. John 14, verse 12, Whoever believes in me will do the same works I have done, and they will do greater things than these. That is greater things than what you've seen me do, Jesus is saying, you will do. Of course they dropped everything to follow him. Who wouldn't? A rabbi has come along and picked them out of everyone else. And since most of these stories, we see uh, all these young men, all these disciples or would-be disciples uh, participating in some type of work that is the family business like fishermen or Matthew Levi, who was a tax collector. That means that they had already missed the cut. They had already missed the cut as uh, would-be disciples of a great rabbi. They, If you missed the cut, then you would go into the family trade. You would take on the family business. You would have to go into the workforce. Otherwise, you'd be following a rabbi right now. And instead, they were never picked. The rabbi, no rabbi had come along and had selected them yet. And now here comes Jesus. Follow me. I see something in you. You're worth it. You're the best of the best. You can become like me. Of course, they dropped their nets. Of course, they dropped everything to follow him. In our apprenticeship to Jesus, there are really three primary ways in which we live it out. We are to be with Jesus. We are to become like Jesus. And then we do what Jesus did. Becoming like one's rabbi was one of the main points of being their Talmudim, of being one of their disciples or apprentices. So you become who you follow. You become who you follow. And we are to become like Jesus, which means we need to follow him. (laughs) And in order for that to happen, and please don't miss this, We are to become like Jesus. And in order for that to happen, Jesus became like us. Quoting from the Christ hymn in Philippians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul wrote, Christ Jesus, though equal with God, did not cling to the advantages that this status gave him. Rather, he humbled himself by taking the form of a slave. He became human. And staying human, he humbled himself further, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now, I know this is a lot, but hang in with me here. You and I were made in the image of God. And with God, there's no distinction between male and female, right? We don't say that God is male, though we call God father or might use the he pronoun. God made both male and female in his image. You and I were made in the image of God. That means you and I were made as mirrors to reflect God to one another. And this whole thing of following Jesus is about the same thing. Modeling our lives after the life of Jesus. Becoming more and more like him. Made more and more into his image and his likeness. But in order for that to happen, we needed him to show us how. And this is why Jesus became human to show us how to be human, to reveal to us the way of God, to model how to be image bearers of our creator. In order to become like Jesus, Jesus had to become like us. So then how do we become like him? How do we get covered in the dust of our rabbi? Well, to start, you know, it's going to take some change. Further though, we must be transformed. Another way of saying this is that we need to be spiritually formed. And in order to do that, we must follow in the way of Jesus. That is, we must live how Jesus lived. As an apprentice of our rabbi Jesus and his way of living, we are to take on his way of living in our own lives. Does that make sense? As an apprentice of our rabbi Jesus, we follow his way of living. We go everywhere he goes. We do all the things that he did. We are to take on his way of living in our own lives. Does this make sense? John Mark Comer once said it this way. If you want to experience the life of Jesus, then you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. So hear me on this. If you want to experience the full life of Jesus, this whole life to the fullest, this abundant life thing, the fruits of the spirit kind of living, then you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus as your own, which means you too will have to follow your teacher, your rabbi, to the point that you begin to become like him. This is a whole rearranging of our own lives to model after the lifestyle of Jesus and his pattern, his way of living. I'll say that quote once more. If you want to experience the life of Jesus, you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. Now, we've talked a lot in this episode about becoming like Jesus, but there are other parts of what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus that we've touched on. I I brought this up a few moments ago, but let me remind you. uh, To be an apprentice of Jesus doesn't mean to simply become like Him. It means, and in fact, it requires that we be with Jesus. That's where it starts, being with Jesus. Then... We can become like Jesus, but we can only do that if we spend time with them. So we start by being with Jesus, we start to become like Jesus as we spend time with them, and then all of this will lead us into living the kind of life and becoming the kind of people who then do what Jesus did. Being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what Jesus did is what being an apprentice of Jesus is all about, but we'll we'll get there. And we will eventually make it to how we do this as well. So yeah. A lot coming up for us on the podcast. I hope you stay with us. Let me bless you in this way before we close. Grace and peace.